0: hello and welcome back to the limerick spinners my name is leo mcguinn and i'm joined by luke boston home luke it's been a while how are you
1: it has been a while indeed luke. it has been a while um yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. I mean, this morning, pretty shaken by, by the news that's come out. And I know that's what we're going to talk about a lot today. But but bar that, pretty good.
0: Pretty good. Yeah, it's going to be a bit of a different episode. Normally we do a bit of some cricket chat, some football chat, some rugby chat, and the little game at the end. But, I mean, the foundations of the sport of football have been rocked. probably the biggest day in terms of football bureaucracy in, in our lives for sure. Um, yeah. So last night um, the European super league was announced. Um, there's going to be 12 founder teams, um, including the six from England, which is Chelsea, Tottenham, Arsenal, Liverpool, Man City, Man United, uh, three from Spain, which is let Madrid, Real Madrid, Barcelona, and then three from Italy, which is Juventus, AC Milan and Inter Milan. Um, and yeah, it's going to replace the Champions League um, and it's essentially going to be a closed shop where um, those 12 teams qualify every year, no matter what. Um, they get insane amounts of money, billions, billions of money and, and leave everyone else behind. Um, the reaction has been slightly negative, I'd say, Luke. What, what's your immediate reaction to it?
1: Yeah, I think slightly negative is, a, is an apt description. Yeah, um, I think shocked more than anything. It's it's not so much the anger that I've seen on Twitter quite a lot so far. You know, this like deep vehement anger towards it. I think I think it's genuine shock that it's come about. At a time where clubs have positioned themselves as, um, you know, being there for the community. I think all clubs coming together during COVID and the fact that we've, you know, positioned themselves in a way as as trying to get through it together. And they've had to lay off some staff, and, you know, it's been a really difficult time. And then they've just gone, you know what? Nah essentially. Nah, we're just going to go and 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 make more money. Look, don't get me wrong. I know COVID has obviously been a challenging period for most football clubs with no fans going into the stadium, but it's been far more challenging for smaller clubs, not for these huge clubs. These huge clubs will always be okay. Ultimately, they will always be okay. They might make, I know Manchester City, the club that I support, made, um, they, they published that they made a loss of £126 million. That's a huge amount of money. But they know that that will be recovered by next year when fans start coming back into stadiums that will be back so to basically just go fuck you to all this community image that they've done um and and, and just chase money i i I'm genuinely shocked uh that 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 the these six clubs would do that from the premier League it's it just does not it just does not sit well
0: I feel very naive that I was because you know same as you I was I was surprised and then you know shocked and then I think to myself why why am I surprised and you, you look at the owners of, like John W Henry at Liverpool um the Glazers at United Stan Kroenke at Arsenal um you know the 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 United Arab Emirates royal family basically at City uh Abramovich at Chelsea um you know and it's like well, these guys don't have any connection to this club yeah. these, these players don't care I mean what does John Henry care about Liverpool if they make money you know he would really you know he would relocate Liverpool if mm-hmm. if he could and it would make more money he would relocate and, and so are these other guys and like there is just a huge disconnect between fans and owners and the fans that you know what we're, as a Liverpool fan it, it upset me uh, earlier in the season you remember operation uh, big Picture yeah, yeah, where yeah. it looked like United and Liverpool were going to lead this breakaway, and and, and it was quite upsetting, and and that kind of led, I, I kind of started to 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 think, and you know, well, these clubs actually don't care about about their fans, but yeah, this is the the nail in the coffin for me. It's just, um, yeah, it, it's it, it, it chasing some money, which, as you said, they're always going to make money. Awesome. Liverpool, United, these clubs will always make money no matter what, and they. It's not only they don't care about the fans, they don't care about the other teams from in the countries, the leagues they play in. There's just no just complete disregard for them. Um and yeah, I I, I don't I don't really know where we go from here, to be honest.
1: Well, I think just, just two points on that, because the first one you raised is so important. The owners don't care. The owners have just bought a club because they want to make money, and winning is good for, for making profit, essentially. They don't actually care about winning, um, you know, for the fans. Back, you know, in in, in sort of the 80s, before the Premier League became more of um, a brand, shall we say, often owners of clubs were from the local area, that would be what would happen. They would care a lot more about the community because they'd been a part of that community themselves. Now, ultimately, you look at Manchester United, you look at Liverpool, you look at Man City, especially, I'd say, of the three three, uh, of the six clubs who have gone, they are just brands. They are just worldwide brands now. And that's sadly what I think sunk in for me today. It's just like, yeah, we're just, we're just, we're just representative of our, of our owners as a, as a profit making machine. And that is just really hard to take. I know, I know like <laughs> me and you have joked in the past, being like, I'm done, I'm done with football, you know, I'm, I'm done. And then I'll, and then I'll watch every game that week. But this is genuinely different. I think if, you know, if the European Super League does does indeed go ahead, if there isn't huge, huge backlash that prevents it from happening, I, I genuinely just can't see myself watching it because you know, like the reason the Champions League's a spectacle is when you're playing Real Madrid, and you're playing Barcelona, all the other teams that are in this proposed league, you're playing them maybe twice a year if you get them in the uh, the latter stages of, of the competition. So like Liverpool just played Real Madrid twice a year. And that's that's a spectacle. You don't watch them week in, week out. You don't know what they're like. And it makes it exciting. You know, it's two titans of the game. If you're playing each other every two weeks, it becomes meaningless. It just, does. I, I don't care. Like, oh, City playing Real Madrid. Oh, great. Okay. It just doesn't matter. And so I just don't think they've, have they thought Have they thought that through either? I mean, I mean, w- w- will fans actually care? I mean, are we are we underestimating how much fans actually want this? I
0: I I've got a bad feeling that I, I think people will watch this because people and 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 you've got to remember that football, you know, the local fans are, are just the tip of the iceberg, and and as people grow up in in this culture, the football culture of England, which is is very different to other countries, you know, I think fans from abroad don't quite get that and rightly so why would they understand that you know um and and they will watch this um and look i, I don't think we're not stupid we're, like football's built on capitalism let's not pretend that this is a new thing and it's always been grassroots and you know and and since the premier league and, and capitalism and, and and money has been has been king but there is still a meritocracy there there's still the promotion the relegation and, and whether you like it or not and you know that's that's still there if if you succeed you, you get rewarded for it now there's just no point there's no point to so Liverpool finished 10th so what they'll still be in the Super League next season there, there's no suddenly there's just no no rewards for doing well domestically and yeah it's just yeah it, it just feels like yeah as he said I mean if European Super League goes ahead I, I will not watch it um, and yeah, it just feels like a nail in the coffin And also, look, let's not pretend FIFA and UEFA are great And, you know, like the Qatar World Cup that's <laughs> happening next year You know, I feel like that's the start of something that, That's a genuine disgrace that that's happening um, So yeah, look, I, I think football in general is not in a great state at the moment But um, okay. also, I just want to say, if yeah, if Bayern and, and uh, Dortmund and stuff don't actually join Then yeah, fair play to them, because that's, that shows why the German model is so strong
1: Yeah, and this is the model that I think we're embryos of Really, you know, it's fifty one percent owned by the fans. That's why Leipzig are such a hated club in Germany because they've inversed that. So it's fifty-one percent owned by by Red Bull, isn't it? Um, but yeah, all the powers with the fans, they'd never turn against the fans. You knew you knew dormant were gonna turn it down. They've they've always had this incredibly strong connection and and it is just it is just it is just bizarre. That I think I think especially and I'm not I'm not just saying this because you support them, but you know, Liverpool have always been you'll never walk alone. it's always been um, I think especially of all the big clubs, this just really strong base and I think I'm, I'm you know I'm happy to say that um, that that is the case but that's that's why that that's the difference right I'd say they're like Dortmund but in but in England I'm sure you know you'd, you'd agree with that. but then for them to do this just shows something is deeply deeply wrong with the Prem, deeply, deeply wrong.
0: I think it's so galling. You, you mentioned Liverpool, especially. I mean, Liverpool are meant to be this, you know, wonderful community club—the kind of the heartbeat of Liverpool. And and the, the, there's been so many tragedies where the city's kind of stuck together. And and look, let's be honest. Liverpool's a club for the. It's supposed to be a club for the working class, and and you know, literally built by poor people, and it's just been been ruined by the rich. And like, you, you know, I, I think it is particularly galling with liverpool and, and man united and it's disgraceful and and these clubs are just it's it's really shameful it really is it it's shameful is the only word um and yeah look what i would love it it'd be interesting to see if this happens i i you know i, I doubt it will but i'd love to see players come out about it and um yeah. Uh, yeah. and and come out uh, against it and th- that's what it needs it needs a a Marcus Rashford, a Klopp, a Pep. and You know what? Actually, someone like Pep wouldn't surprise me coming up and speak up against it. And neither would Klopp because... Yeah, but
1: uh, look, can you imagine? I, I think they'll have been told by by the owners, like, you can't do this. You are mm-hmm. going along with this decision. And, and ultimately, unless you resign, they're employers. You can't go against your employer. That's not how it works. I'll make you sign a contract. Look, I'm so with you. If Raheem Sterling came out and said, you know what? No, the players are not on board with this, which I'm sure they're not. Let's be clear. I'm sure the players are not happy about this at all, but I just can't see it happening. I I can see the clubs, you know, being like telling all the players and the staff either last night or today. And you have to go along with that message. I mean, it happens in, in companies, you know, unless you're you're a whistleblower, that's what they say. You have to go along with the message. I mean, just one thing um, on, on the, you know, this topic of, of, that you mentioned before actually of, of John Henry would move Liverpool if it meant that he'd make more money and that's not in doubt I mean Sheikh Mansour would probably do the same thing with City but I used to joke about you know the franchise element of, uh, of the NBA and, and the NFL as well so uh, best example is the, the LA Rams used to be the St. Louis Rams and they just picked up and moved and the San Diego Chargers as well they just picked up and moved and that whole city just lost a team and that was that and they just moved somewhere else I used to joke that like oh I imagine if 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 city sort of moved to Grimsby or something and you just become you just become a different club you know? is that is that actually far off? I'm not saying particularly the area that I just said but becoming a franchise could you just move to Abu Dhabi and that's that's that you've just lost your club is I don't think that's beyond the realms of possibility now
0: it wouldn't surprise me like I mean well why is that worse than what they're doing at the moment it honestly wouldn't surprise me I mean you know I think someone made the point about just giving these teams like the the pro evo names because they're not they're not (laughs) the clubs that they originally were you know that they're not they're not from the places. They, they've got kind of got no connection to that place anymore. What what makes them Manchester City? They're just City, and they're the, you know, uh, just their uh, 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 they're businesses. They're, they're businesses now. I, I just I want to ask you, cool. what what should happen now? I mean, I, I I personally would love. I'd love the leagues to say, well, you can't play in our leagues unless you. Yeah. I, I don't know if they'll have the bollocks to do it.
1: Um, well, it's. At the end of the day, it all boils down to money, doesn't it? If that you know, if they kicked out those clubs, I'm sure they'll do a load of modelling and forecasts and see if we were to kick out those clubs, how much money would we lose? And the answer will be an absolute fortune—a lot, a lot of money—because the biggest fan bases are obviously those those six clubs. So. I don't know. I think if I was to make an early prediction, I think that there will be a huge amount of backlash. I mean, at the moment, this is coming from, um, you know, prominent journalists and broadcasters, you know. Like us, uh, yeah. (laughs) And uh, and us, I would say. (laughs) Uh, And even the UK government as well. But as soon as, as you said, like fans or players, um, which, you know, I said before, it's unlikely that they'll come out right now because they'd have been told that they can't. But that's not to say that it won't happen in, in a little bit of time. You know, give it, give it a week. The the, the best way to to to, to force someone's hand is if you say, "Well, I'm not playing," or like you, you stand with the fans and you, you're just like, "No, nah, I, I refuse to be a part of this." I I can't say what I I don't think one individual can do that either. I think it has to be a group of individuals from a club who do that. Um. But that's, you know, that is a ballsy move. That is a ballsy move. And you risk everything, don't you? You risk um, getting your contract rescinded. You risk a lot. But I think that's the only way that you can force change. It has to come from below because ultimately, none of the owners are going to change their mind, are they? They've they've obviously realised that this is going to make them more money. That's a set position. So it has to come from within these clubs. Um, so, yeah, what do you think?
0: Yeah. Also, we should point out that Jose Marino has been sacked today. Um, whether it's got anything to do with the Super League, I'm sure there's some sort of connection. I think
1: it has to be, yeah.
0: Um, I I just think the funniest thing is you know, so Arsenal being in it despite being very much a mid-table Premier League club. And then people will ask will, uh, will argue, well, well, you know, historically they're a big club, so you know, recently maybe they haven't been good. Then then you're like, well, what about Spurs? What makes them, you know, they haven't won a trophy, they haven't won the league in 60 years. So like it, you know, it, it's just, you know, to pretend, I, I think the pretense that it comes down to anything other but money is is quite cool. I would almost prefer well, it's, them. It's,
1: to... it's, 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 like, it's like Arsenal. I thought it was so ironic yesterday that they score a 97th minute equaliser against a struggling Fulham side (laughs) and then the next day yeah literally the next day they're like well look we're in the European Super League we're a big club and it's it's just absolutely bizarre okay look City, United, Liverpool, Chelsea have been big clubs for a decade and um, you understand that but yeah for for Spurs it was the, the thing that you showed before about They've obviously just been put on the map now. They've got some big players. They've got a big stadium. They had a big manager. and People start to think that they're they're one of the European elite. No, they're not. No, they're not. As you said, they don't. They haven't won anything in so long. They are mid-table. They are, they are average I, I customers Everton they are very similar to Everton unless they had this new stadium they're just I'd say they're like five years ahead of Everton because obviously they're moving into the new stadium they've brought in Ancelotti they're just, they're just slightly behind because I'm sure Everton wanted to get into the European Super League didn't they and they're probably just a little bit too late um so it's an interesting one, yeah. It cracked me up this morning when uh, when I saw Arsenal and Spurs were, were a part of the, And there's AC Milan as well. You've seen AC Milan are a part of it. You know, they're barely... A, I know this season they're having a, a good year. They're in second place. But they've, they've been a shambles for 10 years. So the European Super League,
0: it's... You, um, you know, there's like a club in for example, which would exclude a club like Atalanta who have been much better than AC Milan, you know, not a, not a fashionable club, small, you know, smallish club from Bergamo, <laughs> but, you know, and, and have been on the field a million times better than AC Milan for the last five years. But yeah, I guess, I guess they wouldn't bring in the money would they? So, And this is
1: it. So when we class, you know, when we talk about big clubs, you know, you like to pride yourself on the fact that it means that you are a traditional footballing powerhouse, that you have great teams, but it's it's not to do with that. And we don't like to admit that big club just means you've got a bit more money mm. or you basically rigged the system so that you have a bit more money.
0: I tell you what I am looking forward to, though, when we're, when we're fans... About, I was going to do this anyway, but when fans are allowed back in, I'm looking forward to going to some local local football, some non-league football, because, um, yeah, I think that's what people need to do is, is is support their local clubs, because they need it more than ever. Um, and when these clubs are making more money than they ever had before, clubs like this are struggling to even stay alive in the current climate. So, um, you know, which obviously means nothing to the big clubs, but, uh, yeah, if they can be supported... I think that was,
1: I, I I think obviously that is such a good point. Yeah, it has to be done. But I think that was another thing that disappointed me quite a lot was, Man City, Man United could have easily helped out. Um, or not. Not. I'm not saying like, like Barry for example. They couldn't have just given them a a, a heap load of cash and said, "Here you go, Because that's not. It's not sustainable, is it? You have to try and build a model where you have a sustainable football club. Could you have helped? Could you have helped them get through that tiny? Little period before they went into administration, feasibly you can do that, and that's helping your local community, isn't it? It's helping Manchester thrive as a footballing hub, and I just wonder if clubs could have done that now with with you know clubs in League Two and League One and, and below that as well, where money is slightly more scarce. Can could could big clubs have, have, have helped? Would that have given them a better image of of helping out in their local community? I know that's quite um you know quite a left wing <laughs> stance, I
0: suppose. Unusual for you, actually. <laughs> Normally, you're on the Lawrence Fox vibe, but <laughs> but yeah, um, anyway, look, I think we're, we'll, we'll, we'll wrap it up there. I, I want to say, probably the worst thing that it's done is it means that there's no around the world in 80 plays. In and once people realize that, I think that's when things will start to really kick off.
1: And people I was, I was excited as well. I was gonna, yeah. I was gonna win, that's yeah. Well, I'm no, gonna... you
0: were, and, then, and people will see a new Limerick spinners and they'll be like, Yes, 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 around the world, in 80 plays. They realise it just, it just didn't, it's not on it. Um, and thanks that's so. when they'll really kick off, I think, about this new European. Yeah, thanks, European Sea Oh, thanks a lot. It. Thanks a bunch, ESL. Yeah, not for me. Thanks a <laughs> lot. Um, anyway, um, yeah, well, you know, it was a slightly more um, serious, conversational, um, just kind of raw. It was quite raw. You oh, know, it's...
1: Look, I think uh, it's, a, it's a topic that we both obviously care about a lot, and a lot of people care about and it. It's it's important not to be not to be trivial about some topics, and this is not this is not this is not a trivial matter. This is this is very serious. This is genuinely like uh, probably the biggest issue we've we've had in our game, the biggest fork in the road about where does it go next. So I'm um, you know. I'm all for having a more serious conversation very occasionally
0: very, very occasionally Yeah. Very but don't, occasionally. D- don't worry we'll, we'll be back next time with some more trivial nonsense <laughs> where we <get> useless <laughs> opinions on stuff uh, but anyway look thanks for listening um, and we'll be back soon